And then tomorrow, Oof. when I go to the, to the washroom, I pay a heavy price for it. Heavy price, right? And it's done, it fades away. Come back to my normal situation during the day. Yeah, but you have changed. changed. You have changed. Oh. Oh. What? Oh. That blood? And meat? Oh, they didn't. Did they not? Did they not clean this no, place? No, I don't think they cleaned it up yet. That's kind of gross. Oh, it's disgusting. That's kind of gross. It smells like a day-old Chinese butcher shop. That's really uh, kind of harmful. Uh, oh. But I don't know. It kind of reminds me of barbecue, actually. What barbecues are you going to? <laughs> I guess uh, Dale Chinese, Chinese butcher shop. So I'm just going to say butcher shop. Um, oh. But anyway, let me read this and hopefully yeah. we can get the cleaning crew in here. Uh, welcome to Caffeine and Cantrips, uh, yeah. GUI edition. And uh, we're here to talk about D&D or else. Uh, or else well, it is. Hello, yeah. Well, uh, I'm Byron, number 131. And uh, oh, uh, I'm Sean, number 54. 54. Mm. Uh, this week, these two gleeking, dog-hearted footlickers will oh, be... <laughs> so people like licking feet. I'm... I was talking about the gleeking. The gleeking? Uh, no. Good to keep moistness in your mouth. Um, <laughs> we'll be talking about how these eternal Dungeons & Dragons questions this episode, how to tell better stories at the table. And, uh, yeah, no, uh, hopefully we can get a little bit here. Yeah. No, yeah, I really feel like some barbecue. Well, welcome back, everyone, for another episode of Caffeine and Cantrips. Um, today, we were going to be talking about how to make your stories better. Yes, yes. Right? Because um, I know we all love to play D&D. And, but I think we all play D&D for uh, different reasons, right? It's not just for the fighting. It's, I think, a big part of what's enjoyable about D&D or playing D&D is being involved in a story, like a, like a cool story that you can uh, be an active part of and have sort of feel the, the drama and the ups and downs of the characters in the party and um, sort of go on a journey right within the campaign. I mean, I've been on record for saying it's about the loot, but I agree this is a really good close second. <laughs> of course of course of course yes. but no 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 I, I agree yeah no that's that's really what uh, I know we talked a little bit about this before but that's really what you are building right together right. is right. like this communal multi-voice narrative mm -hmm. that is a story right and hopefully it's compelling yeah but we can always up our game a little bit and always yeah. kind of have aspirations to bring it to the next level so yeah Okay. Yeah. So today I want to talk about sort of how to, uh, again, up your, your story game. And because for me, most of my experience has been as a PC, as a player. Okay. So most of my points, I think I'm going to stick to that uh, PC uh, point of view when it comes to story. Because I think most people, when they think about stories, 
they think about all the campaign story, and, they, and 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 sort of what happens to the party and mm -hmm. you know all the quests and blah 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 blah. But I think less people think about how can I tell a story with my character, um, and you guys out there who are listening might have sort of noticed that I talk about this in earlier episodes. Um, how to use your character, how to DM your own character, right? Um, how to tell a story with your character. Um, so the first thing I want to talk about is... Scratch that off your bingo cards. Sean hits the <laughs> mic. We're just getting it out of the way early. <laughs> first thing I want to talk about is um, sort of what you sort of need to keep in mind when you want to tell a story, not just with your character, but stories in general. Uh, the first thing you need to do, though, yeah. Um, the very first thing is um, take your hand, reach down to your mouse, and move your mouse down to the like, subscribe, or follow button. I click on there. Nice. Uh, that would be, that's the start of today's story. Uh, I'll give you a couple <laughs> seconds to do that. Sorry, now. That's a, that's a real nice segue. I like it. I know. Nice I like it. No pressure. Take your time. Yeah. Do, do we need to block block block, block like uh, products or anything? Oh, or, maybe I don't. I, I, I don't know. know. <laughs> Not sponsored, but we will take your cards. Hey. <laughs> oh. Uh, hopefully, you've gone and done that, um, and we're all back, and we can actually start our story proper. Focus um, on good so, stuff. So yeah. So what I want to talk about first is uh, you should know your story structure. Okay? All story structures are pretty much the same at, at a high enough level. And I'm sure you guys might have learned about this in like junior high sort of literature class or whatever, but right, every story has an introduction, has an inciting incident, a rise, a section of rising action mm -hmm. until it hits the climax, and then a denouement. That's what I learned. And then a conclusion. Yes. Right? I don't know if denouement is the official. Term. It's just one of those fun the, words that we the, adopted directly into the English language without, you know, messing with it too much. Right. But yes. Um, so what's introduction, right? It's, it's just the section where you introduce your character. Mm -hmm. Who they are, what they care about, where they come from, blah, 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 right? All that really high-level sort of biography-style stats about your player. And that comes out usually pretty close to the beginning of a campaign. Mm -hmm. um, the inciting incident, usually in the story, is what causes your character to... Uh, start on their story. So typically in D&D &D is what causes them to become an adventurer? Okay. Why aren't they still a farmer okay. or a barkeep? Right. One, of, one of the major right. questions that we've already kind of decided yeah. that you, you must have answered before you start playing, yeah. right? Why is your character an adventurer? I mean, I, like, that could be in your backstory yeah. or you guys could play it out. Mm -hmm. right? It depends on how your, your campaign is structured. Maybe mm -hmm. at first you guys are just barkeeps and farmers and storekeepers or whatever, and then something happens to the town. That's your inciting incident. Mm -hmm. But that's you need that in your story, right? The majority of your um, character story is going to be your rising action. Right. right. It's the things that happen that escalate mm -hmm. the story and move the story forward. Mm -hmm. uh, the climax, of course, is the very top where you, your story is pretty much uh, decided. Whether it's a happy story, like a, like with happy ending, sad ending, or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's done, and then denouement is just sort of uh, the the lowering action. Okay. My word, the, the tension is sort of released. You've, you've you've hit the defining sort of event. The, mm -hmm. the, the it's, defining it's change. The, it's the resolution of Correct. the climax. Correct. Okay. And yeah. then the conclusion or the epilogue is just 
closing all the loose ends off. Yeah. Right? Um, and this can be on two different levels. Like I said, there's a the, the DM has this on sort of the campaign level, but I think players again can have this on the character level. It takes a little more uh, a, a different way of thinking than than it than for campaign style stories, right? Because you're not dealing with uh, typically like locations or like different factions or whatever. You're dealing with sort of the inner workings of one character. Okay, interesting. Right, um, and you're telling a story again with um, your character, and everything's in there. So um, anything you might think, like, how do I do that with my character, right? Um, because I think that any sort of of these narrative devices that you find in traditional stories, like in TV shows um, or in a campaign, can also work within a character as well. Um, like if you want to have sort of character twists or plot twists, you can have that in there. You have one red herrings. You can have red herrings in your character. Like, mm -hmm. For example, um, they uh, steal a lot. Okay. Right. And you're like, oh, everyone thinks they're a thief, and then they're just sort of greedy. But then the red herring is you find out later that that character is giving it away to an orphanage that they grew up on. Right. So it's not just it's it's sort of the the twist. Right, and, okay, and as, interesting, as, as, as the people and you sort of reveal and tell that story, mm -hmm. those narrative elements can pop up. I'm curious. Okay, right? okay. So is it? Um, so that would be the twist, right? Or yeah. you could have another twist where um, you know the player has decided that the character is a kleptomaniac. Yep. Like some of our favorite Kender from from history, Tasselhoff Burfoot. <laughs> Shout out to the Burfoots. Uh, yeah, where you know maybe they're doing it. Tasselhoff Burfoot. <laughs> the hassle, the hog. Uh, no, the where they're doing it like a, a kleptomaniac kind of involuntary response, where they just kind of palm things naturally and mm -hmm. shove them in mm -hmm. their pockets. Mm -hmm. um, that could be a great thing. Like, oh no, you stole that. Well, no, I didn't. We, yeah, yeah. Right. No, I saw you take it. Oh, yeah. Possession is ownership. It just ended up in my pocket. Yeah, I don't right? know that. I'll go put it back right now. Right? You can, you can, you can put the twists in front. You can put the twists behind. Yeah. Right. Multiple personalities. No one knows. The character doesn't know. You know as a player, right? Difficult to play. Difficult to play. But yes, yeah. you, you absolutely can choose these types of things. Yeah. yeah. Right. And and in, in that progression of sort of how you reveal that stuff and how they, the characters change throughout um, the campaign and sort mm -hmm. of uh, reflect what happens to them and who they meet and what, what kind of conversations they have, uh, that is the story. And that's all the where the rising action is. Things that happen to the character that changes them. Mm -hmm. Right, um, but it's saying all this in order to sort of have all of this uh, climax, like a climax in rising action. It's like rising towards where. Well, but that's the question, right? Like, where's it going? Would you also agree to say that a rise in actions is also an increase in tension? Yeah. Right. Where yeah. you're coming closer to the stakes mattering or the stakes mm -hmm. are becoming greater, right? Or there's more of a, a clarity or understanding of the consequences of future actions yet unresolved, right? Yeah. As opposed to just a rise in actions, because that, that almost necessarily, or not necessarily, but that almost implies that there's like a rise of choices to make as well when you right. rise in actions, which, I, the, which there yeah. might be. I guess it's, it's, it's the forward movement towards uh, the goal. Okay. Or the climax, okay. you could say. Um, but rising action just sounds better. 
<laughs> but to, in order to have that, you need to have a clear idea of what you're trying to, what what your what the concept is that you're trying to convey. Right. Right. Like um, the boy who cried wolf, his story, and the message that the writer was trying to convey in his story was, you shouldn't lie. Mm-hmm. Right. Very simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a whole story spun out of there. So I think in order to tell a story, you have to have something that you're wanting to say with your character. And that will inform sort of where you're going to be guiding your character and where that, where the, the, that, that forward movement is going towards and what the climax is. Like the climax typically is, do they learn the lesson or do they not learn the lesson? And what is that lesson? Right? Okay. So it sounds, cause when we're, it sounds like you can shift the size of this, this essentially it's an arc, right? An arc mm-hmm. of tension or an arc mm-hmm. of action or whatever you want to call it. But you can shift that to be, like you said, kind of campaign length in story, yep. right? You can shift that to be um, a much shorter version of that. Because if you're talking about lessons, a character should learn more than one lesson yes. in the span of their Absolutely. Ad- adventuring hood yeah. or adventuring years. Well, there's exactly. And there's and you'll have multiple ones. Yeah. Uh, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you need to, just start with one. Mm-hmm. And then when you're done with it, you can, there's always more, right? People have multiple things they need to learn through their lives. Right. right. But even like um, the idea of, say, the idea I want to convey for, with my character is that you uh, you should be brave. Okay. Right? And then maybe there's multiple arcs on, on how to be brave mm-hmm. in this way, in that way. How to be brave uh, in the face of danger. How to be brave in the face of humiliation. How to, like, in, in sort of, sort of mini lessons that they can learn. So there's sort of mini arcs on the way up on their rising action. Okay. Right? Yeah. Um, and I think some people might argue, you don't need any of this stuff to have a good story, but I, I kind of think you do. Or else, especially, you really need a, an idea that you're going towards. Well, once again, we're not talking about having a story. We're talking about how to improve it. Well, right? Yes. So, so adding that structure to it, adding kind of a... Uh, a push or a shove, depending on how much effort you're, you're putting into mm-hmm. it, into creating uh, a better structure that you can form to, yep. right? And kind of, yeah, we're we're copying, you know, age-old uh, formulaic responsibility of how to form stories, mm-hmm. about, but they're formulaic for a reason, right? These stories work better in certain ways yeah. for a reason. So yep. when you adapt to that, yeah, it should increase the level of your story, mm-hmm. right? Well, there's, and there's different ways of telling we're talking about the same idea too. Yes. Right? Uh, having different characters talking about the same idea, it's a com- it feels like a completely different story even though it's mm-hmm. talking about the same thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Like like a woman talking about bravery is different from a man talking about being brave. They mean per- different things. Perhaps, yeah. Um, they might, right? or maybe they don't. Well, right? but the context is different. Yeah, depending on the, the society or the structures that yep. are set in the campaign around them. Yep. They they will most likely face different challenges, right? Or maybe they the don't they don't conveniently fit in any of those categories, right? Like what's bravery like in that sense, mm-hmm. right? It, and it does change things as much as um, we might not want it to, but it, it, it does because the context changes, mm-hmm. right? Like what's it what's what's bravery look like for a human? What's bravery looking like for an elf or a warforged or warforged who may war- not have emotions, right? What is that, All right? Or or in a lifespan. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's it's an interesting way I think uh, of uh, exploring the same ideas and, and making sure that you uh, 
always have a, a reason to do what you do as a character. Um, and if you have this done, you should never then have those situations where you're like, oh, I don't know what to do in this situation. I don't know what I should make my character do. Like, like where's... Oh, right? interesting. I, I disagree, but I want to... I wanna, I'll talk about that later. Right? I'll, like, I mean, delivering. you might have sort of questions of like, oh, you're not sure, but you, you, you should always have that direction. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't ever feel necessarily lost because you'll um, always sort of know where you are where your, where your direction is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if you don't have sort of this structure set up and sort of have this idea of sort of where you're going and, and how, you, so how, that, how it looks mm-hmm. in that story arc, um, you might get lost. And then the story gets lost and then you're like, oh, what was I doing? Why is this character here? Why do they care about right. fighting these orcs again? Right. Now, when if you, if you do feel like you're going off track, mm-hmm. right, what would you suggest to get back on track? Like, is that, is this a, an exercise that you should take in in session or is this between sessions like where how would you you know advise people to get back to kind of their goals it's an interesting question um i think for me i always um before a session i'll remind myself what is my character like what's the story that i want to tell with my character mm-hmm. right um and then during the session i I most definitely do get lost sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then after the session, I always review again, like, what, what sort of remind myself, where do I want them to go? Like, what am I, what am I, uh, I trying to say yeah. with my character? Yeah. Not sort of what my character wants to say, because that's different, mm-hmm. right? Because um, the character doesn't tell the story. You tell the story. Right. Using your character. Yes. Right? As, as the tool, as your paintbrush. Yeah. Um, and, or as your paint. Right? So... I always do that. I think um, sort of reevaluate my own sort of mind. Um, I also ask the other players, usually sometimes at the end of the sessions, like, what do you think of this? When this happened, like, what was your feeling about that? Just to see if I've sort of, uh, I'm properly conveying the, the right sort of story beats that, I, that, I'm, yeah. that I've intended to. Because maybe I missed the point. Maybe I tried it, but no one got it. Right, right, right. Uh, you were trying to be subtle, but you were too subtle. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's interesting. No, I do kind of something very similar, actually. Okay. Uh, when I sit down to be a player, uh, one of the things that I do at the beginning and something that is part of my getting into the character mindset. Like, so but while I'm getting ready to sit down at the table and whatnot, I write down the first thing, you know, I'll, for my session notes. Right. Cut off the last one. Right. For our new session number. I'll write. Cut it. I'll write generally four to six major things, major, I'm going to put mm-hmm. quotations, uh, just because of scope, but major yeah. things that my character wants to address this session. What is at the top of their mm. mind and what they want to deal with? So if at any point in the session, I, I kind of go, what was I, what was I wanting to do? I can right. refer back right. and go, oh, I've only put a check mark next to two of my four things. Right. I still have two more things that I feel I need to solve or have resolution or work towards. Mm-hmm in this session, right? Uh-huh. And so it's, you know, oh, we have to find, you know, a phoenix feather. Okay, great. Reminder to myself when we go through the next town, right? One right. of the things that my character wants to do is stop and ask the local hunting guide, are there phoenixes around, right? Because I want to know where a phoenix, right. I could find a phoenix right. feather or is there a book where I could read? Yeah. And it just these like little reminders help me stay on track. Mm. And because there's only four, like I said, four to six it's a couple things, and all I want to do is take at least one step 
forward in each of those. Oh, interesting. I don't need to solve it. Right. But I do want to make progress. Right. Right. And then you can view that kind of over the campaign, you know, you took one step, one step, one step, mm -hmm. one step, one step, one step, mm -hmm. right? And you eventually get to your goal as opposed to forgetting about it and then, oh yeah, I got to do this. Right. right. And then you get that sense. That's, like, oh, that's interesting. That's, I think <clears throat> that um, sort of exemplifies the difference between you and me. I have a, I do have a list of sort of things that I want to do. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't have like specific like, oh, do this this session, do that. This my, this my top three goals. Mm -hmm. It's it's just a list of things like these are the things that matter to your character. This is what they want to do. And it's always sort of sitting there in my notes. Yeah. Um, often in a, in during the session, I'll look down and just review it. Just look at it and like, mm -hmm. do they? What does he care about in this situation? Mm -hmm. Is it? Does any? Is there any chance in this sort of incident or this sort of happening in the campaign that I can? Uh, that the character has a chance to do any of these things. Um, so I guess it's similar. Similar. But less. No, less I, I, I get it. I get, yeah. yeah, I get it. It's boiled right down to a no, whole, I like whole your version word. I like of your it. Word. And then I can I can focus on taking notes. I can focus on that. And then that one word, it's all locked in my brain, right? I yep, just need that one word yeah. just to remind yeah. me of all that stuff. So, yeah, no, that's how I do it. No, so I, I like your way. I, just, I don't think I could do it. Cool. Yeah. yeah cool. It's, not, it's not me, right? Yeah. But, but no, I... I like your way better. Be like Wata, my friend. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of sort of opportunities, though. Yeah. Uh, within um, RP to, to, to sort of accomplish things on that list, on your character sort of list. Um, one of the things that's super important, I think, that a lot of people, uh, I don't know, either are afraid to do Ooh. or makes them uncomfortable. Okay. Is sort of look for opportunities for your character to fail. Ah, yes. Right, like, um, and em embrace it. Be excited for those chances to fail. And what, do, what do I mean by chances to fail? Um, I mean, like, oh, the something happens um, and your character can react in one way or in two ways in general, right? The, the right way where everything will go smoothly mm -hmm. and I don't know, it's cheaper, it's quicker, it's more, more efficient or whatever, right? Um, in, in terms of mechanics. That's the proper way to go. Or there's the other way where they fail. Um, and they either get mad or do something wrong or do um, make the unwise choice. Right. Right. The, the character failure. Feed into the character's negative attributes. Right. Right. Um, yep. Less, less like, oh, I, I failed my skill check. Right. It's I have a chance to fail as a character. Like my personality makes me fail. And I think this but, is it's very similar in approach, but I think it's very different than the attempt at glory, right? Mm -hmm, where you mm -hmm. where you take the character's strength and you try and push it into superhuman capability, right? That that yeah. uh, DM, I know I'm at one hit point, but can I expend like, uh, right. or I'm in death saves, but can I make one more attack for like a failed death save, right? Can I get that one last yeah. hit in that dare to be great? Not that moment. That's not what we're talking no. about here. No. Right. Okay. Good. Yeah. Um. So they everyone always says. Uh, when you're writing, right, to show, don't tell. Yes. Right? And these uh, sort of moments of character failure is the perfect moment for you to show your character mm -hmm. who they are, what makes them tick, what they are struggling with. What makes them relatable. Oh, correct. Like, yeah. why, why are they just the perfect uh, deities who can do anything, right? Mm -hmm. There are those things. They're called Mary Sue's and what's the other, what's the male version of Mary Sue? Uh, that would be a uh, Morty Sue. Morty, Morty Sue? Morty Sue, I guess. Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> uh, maybe a Chad. I don't know. Chads are kind of 
I don't know, whatever. Yes. Anyways, um, right? Like, and those aren't compelling. There's reasons why people are sort of dismiss those characters, right? Mm -hmm. Because they don't, um, they're not interesting stories. Right? Well, they're very easy to read. They're shallow. Right. Yeah. Right. They can do everything. Mm -hmm. like, oh, great. Mm -hmm. Good for you. Yeah. Right. Um, Call the, <laughs> right. call, the call, call the Eagles. Call the Eagles. Call the Eagles. The flow chart, right? <laughs> call the Eagles. Call the Eagles. I don't know what to do. Gandalf, help. Call the Eagles. Call the Eagles. Um, sorry, sorry, the <laughs> points of failure, again, are excellent times to sort of showcase your, the character elements that are typically remain hidden, right? Because as a, as a character, characters never want to appear flawed. Mm -hmm. Just like people, right? We always try to appear as perfect as we can. Yes. If we're weak at something, then we uh, will try to hide it, mm -hmm. typically. But as a writer, as a storyteller, I have to display these things, mm -hmm. right? Um, because what does that do? That uh, lets everyone know, like all, all, all the other players, all yourself, anyone sort of experiencing your character as a story, sort of the current state of that particular character element. Without that, you just never know. Like, yeah, you, you say they struggle with alcohol, but they never do. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, in this way, you don't even have to say that the character struggles with alcohol because they lost his family. You just make them drink and get drunk um, at the worst times. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, and everyone knows this character has a problem. And then they can ask the question, why? Right. Right. And, and the player or the other people who are experiencing your story can ask that question, why? Right. Um, and it also sort of gives your character, uh, sort of that, it gives a hint of what you're, what you're aiming for, right? Like, um, in order to go somewhere, you need to start somewhere. Okay. Right. And if you start at the top, you can't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. So you have to start somewhere further down and these sort of opportunities where the character can fail are those points where you can tell that story of where they were, okay, right? And maybe they've been struggling with it for a while. And then maybe later on when they've improved a little bit, you can show that again, oh, they're struggling with drinking, but it's not quite so bad this time. Right. Right, and then you can tell the other players or the, or the other viewers, this is where this particular element is now. Interesting. Right, through the failure. But you, it's, it's not as compelling if you do it through success. Look, I didn't drink tonight. Next night, I didn't drink tonight either. Right. Look at me. I didn't drink. Like it, it, I don't know. For some reason, I don't know why. Um, the failures are compelling. I think it's because because everyone can relate to failure. Okay. I don't know. I, I'm, and, and, and that triumph yeah. of, of so overcoming got, the failure. I've got a difficult question for you. <sighs> okay. Uh, when would you then think or describe of, let's call this a negative attribute, right? This character that has an uncontrollable okay. habit. Okay. Right? When can you make that an endearing trope of the character and something that doesn't require resolution? Do you have to put another sacrificial lamb up on the board that they have to grow? So no matter what, that character is going to go back to the bar and they're still going to imbibe and they're still going to, you know, overuse mm -hmm. that substance. But then they're fixing something else. Can you make that negative attribute into something that's endearing to the character? So, because you can say that, no, I don't want my character to fix this. My goal is to fix other stuff, but no matter what, he's going to keep this habit going. 
And that's just part of the character. Oh, wow. You know, well, for, for instance, like a, a Rick and Morty type, mm -hmm. right? Rick perpetually is drinking. is drinking. He's got the burping. He's got the negative attitude about right, it. Right. But that has turned into kind of his character. That's who he is. That's his true self. Right. And the things that he goes on and does and learns and whatnot, don't, they have an effect on, but he still stays as that kind of negative, negative attributes bundled into somehow. Right. Endearing I think it depends on sort of what you're aiming towards mm -hmm. in your story, right? Um, so maybe you are talking about uh, bravery, being brave, and the drinking part doesn't really have anything to do with that. That's more sort of overcoming your your right. own past or something yep. like that. Um, and you can, maybe that's just bundled up in the backstory, mm -hmm. but you want to talk about sort of the, the being brave part, mm -hmm. right? Overcoming cowardice or whatever, mm -hmm. being brave. Um, in, in that sense, I think you can, you can keep it, all those negative aspects, um, as long as it's, I think, adding to the table, adding to the fun. Because um, that's the danger if you're like, oh yeah, my guy just for quote unquote, no good reason, mm -hmm. uh, just likes to fight town guards. Mm -hmm. You're like, why? Why is that? If the players, other players on the table enjoy that kind of stuff, okay, that's why. Yeah. But if it's going to get in the way of other people's fun, other people's RP, the story, Correct. then no. Right. Okay. I think if it, if it doesn't get in, way with, get in the way of anyone and it adds fun, then go ahead, go hog wild. No, this is good. It's it's yeah. also the question is also kind of based in my sneaky way to say you don't have to fix everything about right. your character. Yep. Right. You don't need to take on the task of fixing them entirely. Right. Because that's right. a lot of stuff generally. Well, and no one's ever fixed. Right. Right. So right. there are certain things that oh wow, therapy, therapy time. Uh, <laughs> right. There are things that we need to change about ourselves, mm -hmm. and there's things that we need to accept about ourselves. Yeah. Right. Sorry. So that was my question. That was, was yeah, no, no, it's good. No, all the way around. No, it's, say it's like, a good point. It's a good know, point. Do do think of what your character likes about the things that they don't like about themselves, mm -hmm. and those are the ones that they're going to kind of keep as long as, like you said, it still increases the fun. It's not a well, I stole from the party because that's what my character would do kind right. of moment, right? Well, and there's a lot of things I think in in characters and people uh, where you will never solve that problem. Mm -hmm. You will struggle with that for your whole life because mm -hmm. that's who you are. And all you can do is get better at dealing with it. Phenomenal. Yeah. Right. And those sort of things, uh, for sure, have a, have a place in, in characters as well. Mm -hmm. And it adds sort of realism and depth to mm -hmm. them. Right. Like they, this guy will always struggle with drinking too much. Mm -hmm. Right. Like if someone offers him a drink, the first thing he does is reach for it. Yeah. And then you can show that struggle. Right. Right. And maybe he just drinking, holds maybe. it there on the countertop for a moment and everyone else realizes, oh, they're, they're struggling, right? Yeah. But that, that, that's that reaction first, right. then thought later. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah right. And especially, and that's great, especially if that informs sort of other struggles or other sort of um, story points that you are, mm -hmm. are moving towards and, and changing and growing. Yeah. Right. So that's a great point. Hmm. I like it. Cool. Um, and I think... Let's see, I think the last sort of point that I want to talk about, again, like it, it, for me, it's all, all my points are all sort of player character based, um, is to uh, pull the other player characters into your story. Like it yes. might be, a, it's easy, I think, to just be like, oh, my character is sort of an island under themselves. And I want to just um, like a show, like a one man show, just a 
tell you or show you this is my character's struggles and this is how they triumph. Right. And that's fine. Um, but in the end, I think you're missing out on a great opportunity because mm -hmm. D&D is a, a cooperative, um, communal storytelling medium. Mm -hmm. um, and that is where I think the magic is in D&D, right? Um, or else just go watch a play or be, in a, be your one-man play or whatever, right? Read a book. Um, right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, try your best to pull the other pieces into your story. So what does that mean? Um, it means uh, involving the other characters into your story. Like if, if because um, the other players also have a story. Yes. Right? Um, and if you're involving other players in your scene, as opposed to just like, like monologuing in the corner to yourself or whatever, right? Um, <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen anyone do that. But you, you, you. <laughs> um, Shout out to my theater kids. We <laughs> yeah. throw off a good monologue. Uh, and of course, probably the king of it right now, Brennan Lee Mulligan, who could just, yeah. at a drop of a hat. I'm sure he's just, he practices at home. But <laughs> the monologue. Um, so yeah, bring, bring it other players, other characters into your scene. Mm -hmm. Like not just NPCs, but bring them into other 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 characters because then they can react off of your character's failures. Yes. Uh, it's not just my character getting drunk by himself. Mm -hmm. Right? It's it's my character inviting your character to the to the to the tavern and then getting drunk and then getting your character in a fight. Well and and you know, great point. Make it worth it for the other player. My character will actually tell you the truth right. about his backstory right. when he's drunk, but only right. when he's drunk. So if you want to find out about it, right. you have to go through the pain or the yep. the, the, the pre-suffering right, of, of spending that time taking your character, getting them drunk, mm -hmm. but then there's a reward. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a nugget of a treat at the yeah. end of it. So now you're making a choice for good RP. Yeah. Right? I'm going to drag you into my foible or into my vice, but then I'm going to reward you for it. Yeah. And a lot like that um, being comfortable with or finding opportunities for your character to fail, uh, embrace conflict with mm -hmm. other players, constructive conflict. Now I, I'm going to, I'm going to like put a flag on the play here. Okay. And okay. I, I would, I would think that the better word is mm -hmm. friction. Okay. As opposed to okay. conflict. Because conflict, too often gets slanted right into that physical altercation PvP right. kind of okay. thing. Whereas friction is just two things rubbing against each other and creating a little heat, right? Like, you a little spicy time. Um, <laughs> and it, it's, it's maybe my suggestion. I don't know if that works better for what you're about sure. to say. But yeah. I do think that the, like, to think about it as an aspect of, of friction. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's two ideas or two people or two... Um, theories, paradigms, whatever right. it is, those are the things that are creating mm -hmm. uh, a point of tension. Yep. Not the PCs as entireties themselves, or not right. the character. Hopefully, not the characters or players. The Sorry. players. The oh, players. That never the the players should never be the players, right? And that's yeah. a great point to like come back to. It. Like you said at the mm -hmm. end of sessions, like, hey, when I did this, was yeah, that did, too was much? that kosher? Was that right? okay? Like, was our, that, yeah. I want you to know that you're a fun guy. Yeah, and I'm a fun guy. I think, and that yeah. was in the interest of fun. And maybe we need to go for a beer and like high five and like chest mm -hmm. bump or uh, run around the block, whatever it is that we do. Uh, eat chocolate, ice cream, go watch a marathon. I don't know what it is, but yeah, no, it should always be at the level of the PCs, yes. not at the level of yeah. the players. Yeah. Okay. Cool. The character, the player should always be cooperating. 
hundred percent, always, hundred um, percent. But I think the PCs, yeah, the the friction that's called friction, friction yeah. is very good, um, and it's not sort of friction for the sake of friction. I believe it's best when it's a friction between uh, my story beat mm-hmm. and your story beat, mm-hmm. right? So that there's there's somewhere my player is going or my character is going, your your character is going sort of in a way that makes the two characters um, rub against each other, right? Mm-hmm. And create that energy in the dynamic, right? Yes. Um, because what's great about that is that then you get to sort of hit those story beats together. Yes. Right? I can tell my story while you tell your story. Um, and what the exact scene, neither of us knows how it's going to turn out. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and that's where the that magic, the D&D magic mm-hmm. sort of comes out. Capital M magic. Yeah, that, that's not that fun swirling potion of sort of deliciousness. Yes. With that je ne sais quoi. Uh, that, that, more that, French. That, yeah, that, yeah. that comes out, out of D&D that doesn't come out anywhere else. Yes. Right? Um, so yeah, embrace that. Don't shy away because there's, I think people, it's easier to be like, oh, I'm going to have a sit down, have a heart to heart with my character and your character. And that's fine too. Yeah. But um, I think people, I want to remind people, I guess, of, those opportunities to have friction between the characters. Well, it's better to it's better to have those moments where you don't talk about it, mm-hmm. right? And that builds up the weight and the gravity of the moment where you finally break through whatever resistance there was, and you do talk about it, right? Right? right. Like like we we all we all love those like slow burn romance builds in stories, right? right? Where it's right. Oh, I wish this character and that character would because they like each other, they like each other, they like each other, and then thirty episodes down the road they kiss and everybody goes. Or like Sleepless in Seattle, they don't meet until like the end of the movie. <laughs> yes, right. It's yes. Um, and in those frictions, they 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 add that sort of gravitas. The it's basically the friction is is the work. That you that the characters and the stories put in, mm-hmm. um, to 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 give sort of that uh, narrative payoff, mm-hmm. and then the more work there is, the the tastier that Ooh, that, that, that payoff that is. treat is yes right, mm. and and I think as a reminder, this is a two way street, mm. right? So if if everybody is using this idea or this principle, right, of including other people, yep. right, then then I'm including you while you're including me, right? We're yep. both trying to overlap. Right. So, yes. You know, if you do have the, the the player at your table who does that edge lord, you know, everybody sits at the table. They go sit in the corner. Well, I go sit in the corner too. Hmm? No, I need to. I need to be <laughs> in the darkness by myself. Yeah. Okay. You can be yeah. here by yourself. I'm just going to be right beside you. Yeah. <laughs> right. And we're just. I'm that was just, fun. I'm just going <laughs> to. I'm just going to have a drink. I'm not going to talk to you or whatever. But I'm going to be right beside you. So you yeah. can be brooding in whatever you want, and I will just be right there. You're still alone. Sure. Great. Yep. But I'm just alone with you and and you know you create that friction or tension or whatever it is right and eventually someone's gonna talk yeah right yep. and if yep. that if that's the something's gonna give something has to and that's give what you want because that, that give is that progression in the story right um no edgelord is safe now <laughs> well and it, what it does it also gives you and the pcs more stories to be a part of because mm-hmm. now your story it's also i'm part of that story like why is it so fun to have a dm because you get to be part of that DM story. Oh. Right? I don't know. Why is it so fun to, to be DM'd as a player? Or you get to enjoy that story and participate in that story, right? But now you get to participate in other, the other players' stories too. Right. So instead of just one story, you have like four, four five, five, six, six yeah. right? Yeah. And they have the same thing with you, right? Yeah. 
Uh, so all of a sudden, it's it's your campaign becomes uh, sort of this multifaceted jewel, mm-hmm. right? That everyone is sort of uh, skating around and playing with each other. Well, it, it helps. Right? It helps separate groups that are individuals headed in the same direction mm-hmm. and a party of adventurers. Right. Right. Yep. When you interweave them, they 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 have to entwine. Yep. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, and it's and that's and that's the fun. That's the. I feel like that's the the key element that's so fun about D and D. I can guarantee if if you play like this and have all these things in mind, like your story structure, your 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 sort of opportunities to fail, um, pulling other NPCs into your story, your DM is gonna love it. Yes, because nothing. Because I know DMs. I know you said a bunch. Like I love it when you guys just go off. I don't have to do anything. It's just the PCs. Oh yeah, yeah. RPing. Yeah, right. Yeah, and you, you can sit back and you watch. Get, you get a, and br- you, a little DM, break. Get yeah. to enjoy that story because you don't know what's going on. No idea. Uh, right. Let's be honest, DMs. We have no idea what Never. they're doing most of the time. We just have to be on our toes and react, right? Uh, but but no, it's, it's, it's like stress-free enjoyment, though, right? It is. It's it's also great uh, for idea generation. You know, mm-hmm. when, when PCs are going and they're talking about these things, they're opening up or not. You know, it gives you a chance to view them in character and then add on to your plot hooks that you're thinking about, mm-hmm. add on to what it is that your comprehension of these characters are or where their characters are growing to. It's giving you little windows into what their future might be. Right. And that's where you're grabbing those little bits and you're putting them in your bag that we talked about in the water slide, right? Yeah. You're putting them in your bag. And you're like, okay, yep. I'm going to come back to this later. Write that little note down. Write that little note. Write that little note mm-hmm. down. You just keep adding and then you let all it them percolate little notes. a little bit. All them little notes. All them little, <laughs> right? Them little <laughs> creative <laughs> snacks. You go in here, you go in there. And, and, and it's a, yes, it's a good part to do that because finally there are those moments where the spotlight is then off of you as the DM. Because right. you are the spotlight as the DM, right? Focusing yeah. on the players yeah. and what they're doing. And for a moment, it's off of you and you can just kind of watch it and let mm-hmm. it happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and recently there, there was a scene that was so good that I forgot I was DMing. I, I was yeah. sitting there yeah. watching and I was so engrossed in what happened that one of the players like turned to me and they're like, oh, can I insight check that? And I was like, why would you, why are you asking me? What are you? Oh, oh, oh right. I'm the DM. Yeah, 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 yeah. Give me, give me a roll. Give me a roll. Right. And, and it's when it, when it gets good, right. You're there to enjoy. A DM is a player of the game yeah. as much yeah. as anyone else. They just have a different kind of set of rules on how they engage with the game. Well, I always say that their character is the world. That's it. Whereas yeah. your character, your your character is your PC. Mm. You all think you all should be DMs. Yeah, and you are. Yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah. No, and 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 as a DM in control of your world, I think you should execute divine power by smiting that like button. Uh, <laughs> just <laughs> pound it into the ground and uh, show it dominance, uh, and then you can you know tenderly push it again and just like stroke it and give it some love after because we yeah. all need a little bit of aftercare yeah we'll give you uh give you 30 seconds is 30 seconds too long 30 seconds 10 seconds 10 seconds, 10 seconds. yeah sure cool yeah uh i have never seen a god more powerful Oof. <sighs> the god of likes Shadow. follows god and of subscribes wow how powerful they would be hi uh, Ao, let's go. Ayo, sorry, let's go sorry. a step up. Yeah, Jeez. yeah. All right, beautiful. Um, these I think have been some really good insights mm-hmm. as to um how to control your slice of the table. 
Yep. Right. And that you are in control and you 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 are the DM of your zone. Well, like it just slice, but you like spiral your tendrils into like everywhere else. Yes, right? yeah, yeah, get those mycelial roots out there Oof. and make a forest. Uh <laughs> we're all mycenoids. <laughs> my my can we? Like I, I was at mycenoid. Cent? Like science. Let us know in the comments. I mean, maybe Matt, who is kind of the unofficial <laughs> official uh, voice guy, maybe he can let us know. I mean, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Calling you out. <laughs> no, please come talk to us. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. So I, I really, really kind of interesting stuff. And and um, I think that there's some, some ideas that require reflection on, right? Mm-hmm. Like, some things to kind of take the tidbits and then savor a bit and right, like ask yourself, what parts do I want to change? What parts yeah. do I want to remain static? Right. What, where is this internal kind of focus coming from? Right. What are the external yeah. causes? Yeah. And figure out a way to balance that. Cause yeah, like the, the player's handbook didn't tell you to do any of this stuff. No, no, but it tells you which end of the sword to put in them. The pointy one. Um, actually, if they're also slashing, so whoops, but, um, <laughs> yeah, so let's in, in, in idea of that and some of the things that you touched on, I need to, I need to, I want to dig into a little bit, pull that okay. pin out and, and really break into it. Um, the, the idea of the structure of like, right. The introduction, the rise, mm-hmm. the, the climax, the Demignon, Denouement. Denouement. <laughs> got it backwards anyway uh, days on your own uh anyway whatever <laughs> however you're building that i think you can break that apart into more recognizable and more specific sections okay and there's some interesting parts that time has shown us now mm-hmm. um with with hollywood and people who are focused on telling stories okay right the movie industry yeah uh, comic books, manga, whatever kind of uh, creative literature it is that you're 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 ingesting. Um, one of the kind of things that has risen from that landscape is the new idea of uh, it's the Dan Harmon wheel of okay. storytelling. Um, so, like like what you said, we've got the introduction mm-hmm. on the wheel. It starts with. Uh, and it's funny that you mentioned it, and I don't know if you actually meant to Did mention I? it, but the introduction starts where the character is in a zone of comfort. Oh, yep. yep. Right? They're in a zone where they are comfortable, they've adapted to their landscape, mm-hmm. they're existing in a place or state of harmony. And then we add that question, why do you want to be an adventurer? Right. right. Yep. And that takes us into kind of step two of the wheel of our eight-step program here, into character wants something i mean even not even uh what do you want to be an adventurer why are you like what do you have to be an adventurer mm-hmm. most right well because there has to be a desire yep. like we talked yep. about there's a reason that to. could be the emotional that could be the intellectual that could be the physical yep. or like a, a monetary value um desire for them but why what, right. what is the desire coming from and what is the desire yep. right and so that's what becomes the catalyst to break them out of that zone of comfort because mm-hmm. that comfort zone does not satisfy that need no. Right? Yeah. So they have to go outside of it. And when they go outside of it, they enter into an unfamiliar zone. Right? Okay. They find yeah. something. Yeah. They find themselves in an unfamiliar situation. Mm-hmm. With this, this can be anything. Right? This can be that they found themselves outside of their small town where right. they were the best farmer or fisherman or carpenter or whatever. 
right? And, but they wanted to test their carving skills against the best in the world, right? Right. Now they go into the big city and they realize, oh, people don't use just carving and whittling knives. They use chisels and sanders all these sorts of tools. Cantrips. And, and magic to do it. Sure, sure, of course. And so what happens there is once the character now has entered into this unfamiliar situation, they have to adapt. How do I beat a druid at farming? Uh, you, you work hard, kid. You, you live <laughs> you that hustle hard. life. You live that hustle life. <laughs> but yeah, so we, we enter into the adaptation to that situation. Yep. Right? Because that situation is always going to provide or should always provide an opportunity for them to find a solution right. or uh, something to enable their goal or their desire mm -hmm. to move that forward, mm -hmm. right? And so that's this section, even if we break off the wheel right here, and we're, in the, we're only right. done the first quarter right. of it, right? Um, or kind of first half, I suppose, almost, is we find the character comfortable with what they have, mm -hmm find that they desire something to be different right. or desire something more than where they're comfortable. So they go and seek somewhere to add to what they right. want. Right. right. And you can just go around that circle around and around and around. Mm -hmm. Right. I have what I need. I want something else. I go get it. Right. Now I have what I need. I want something else. I go get it. Right. Have, right. And you can repeat that. Is that kind of just like a yo-yo going up and down? Yes. But when we're, if you have no story ideal, right. no story structure, right. and then you just move to that, then great. Now you've, codified a little bit of designating a need, fixing right. it, designating right, 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 right. fixing it, right? And so then that creates character growth. Right. At this point, you don't know where it's going yet. And you don't but have to. It, but at least it's going somewhere. Yes. Right. Yeah. And at least, at least there also is then that time and effort that you're spending thinking of what the character wants from the future. Right. Yeah. You're yeah. not just reactionary, right? Yeah. You're starting to say, I want to make a plan. Yep. I want to not live in the moment. I want to live in the, the next moment, mm -hmm. the next moment, mm -hmm. right? And with that forethought, right, you're going to start creating that direction mm -hmm. that you talked about, mm -hmm. right? And for a DM, same thing, except now, now is when you get to start juggling plates. But, right. you know, you can create this wheel for each of your PCs and for the campaign itself, mm -hmm. right? So all the PCs have wants and desires unto themselves, so I need to make sure that I'm throwing out story hooks right. that allow them to find the opportunities in the world themselves or feel what they want to engage with, right? Right. to then get them into unfamiliar situations, to then reward them for doing that. Right, right. Thing, right? Yep. So there's this, there's this trade that you're doing campaign style per seat or per player style, however you want to look yep. at it, right? Um, and that's kind of our basic section. Mm -hmm. um, and... Like I said, there's so much stuff out there about the Dan Harmon wheel. I really, really think that everybody should learn more about it. Okay. And there's beautiful YouTube videos and whatnot. Go out and check them out. We're just, I'm just going to kind of cover it simply here. Um, but once we go beyond that, so we've... we've we're, still, we're still on the wheel right We're now. still on the wheel. We're okay. only halfway done the wheel. Okay. Oh, geez. Right. Uh, the back half is the spicy half. So that's why I kind of broke it off there. Um, so we, we've entered into the idea of, one, there is comfort. Two, they have a desire. Yep. Three, they go to unfamiliar territory to satisfy that desire. Mm -hmm. Four, they adapt to that new okay. area and add that to them. Five is what they get what they wanted. Right. right. This, is, this is the reward that I was alluding to, right? After you've adapted to the new scenario, it's now comfortable territory and you get a reward for doing that. Whether that reward is mm -hmm. adaptation, mm -hmm. growth, that sword you wanted, whatever it is, right. you've now gathered that. And that leads you into the spice zone of pay a heavy price for it. 
this is where the stories become compelling. This is right. where the stories start to build that gravity, that friction, that weight, okay. the stakes, right? Because what, while you're, let's, let's go back to your, your metaphor of, of the guy who's stuck at the bar, right? Yeah. What has he got to lose by losing that chip on his shoulder? Like, can you kick that crutch out from underneath him and what happens? Right. Right. Is it something worse? Is it something better? Right. Can, right. Could you, in your story, push him over the edge? Mm-hmm. Right. And then that guy, whoever it is, is starting to take some barbarian dips because he wants to start raging out. Oh, yeah. Um, maybe maybe it's how he deals with his rage. Yes. Right. If he stops drinking, he just starts getting angry. Yeah. Right. And well, it doesn't really quite make sense with I me. Mean, he does other other substances that chills him out instead of. Perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps. But then we, we can start talking about what does it because every character that has a backstory mm-hmm. that is playing at the table, right? They have more to lose than gold and hit points. Right. Right. And that's where we start talking about the depth. Does and and this is a big trope, but right, like, oh, you put living parents in your backstory? <laughs> Here comes the DM. That's a no. No, I like it because um it's funny. Let's talk about how 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 we measure value in things in general, yes. right? Uh, we we only really v- value something as much as we've sacrificed for it. True. Right? True. Um, like if I was just given a house, I love it, I value it for sure. Mm-hmm. But if I slaved away, uh, like I had my job, I had to fight, I had to f- fight off like, I don't know, zombies for it. I had to True. like... You know, you know, I had to outwit like merchants for it yes. for 10 years and then I got my house. Mm-hmm. I I really highly value that house now. Well, because it's more. It's, it's, it's the same not, house. But it's not because one house is is, yeah. is just drywall and wood and timber, yeah. whatever. The other house is blood, sweat, and tears in the form of drywall yeah. and timber. And and like and what and what what was that heavy price? All of that. Yes. I just paid it ahead of time. Yes. Yeah. Well, and and perhaps you know the the story trope of like the salary man, right? Mm-hmm. What did you do? Well, I worked my butt off for ten years to afford this house. What did you lose? Time with my family, or or my family, or or maybe you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, we're in a fantasy world. Yeah, the the orcs came by, right? My family. I lost my family because my focus was elsewhere. Yeah. Right. And so, this is where we start to really add to the story because we're taking the story away from being a Mary Sue itself. Yeah. Because now yeah. the story right. has fallibility. Yes. Right. The story yeah. has weaknesses and, and points right. of pressure that mm-hmm. you can apply. Mm-hmm. Right. And this doesn't, this doesn't always mean killing off their backstory NPCs or whatnot, but it does say like, Oh no, droughts came and your family is in hardship. Right. You need to now adventure harder or you need to go back and take care of the farm because yeah. uh, mom and dad can't dig all those irrigation ditches. And adventure harder, right? adventure faster, right? well, adventure better. To pay for them, yep. right? And to give them the lifestyle that they always wanted for you and blah, 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 blah. This then becomes weight and gravity to right. your decisions, right? Yep. Do you go home and support your family or do you go and help you know, three towns over, right? And not come back. You just send money home. Is money enough? Would your, would your mother and father rather have you there? Right now, there's emotional weight that the NPCs mm-hmm. are throwing mm-hmm. at you. Right, you have to pay for your decisions because there's always consequences, and consequences means normally bad things. Right, but there are good consequences as well. Okay, but they're all labeled under consequences. It's right. all a reaction right. to your to your uh, to your your actions, your story. Mm-hmm. Right, your your onion words. Um, <laughs> Denouement. Denouement. 
the new man. Okay, denouement. Uh, that's how I'm good at That's my mnemonic, the new man. Okay, so now that you've you've understood that you have to pay a price, there's a consequence for your action, good or bad, mm -hmm. right? You then return back to your situation of familiarity. Right. Right? And ultimately, this leads us back to the top of the circle with you have to have changed. Right. right? right. If you did not pay a heavy price you weren't forced to change and therefore you're still kind of yourself so this this is where you create that story growth and that kind of slant of upward development mm -hmm. or an arc that you want to create right. for your character or right. whatnot is having gone all the way around the circle now is when you have changed but the change can only come from the payment right right so right. yes, the warlord can take a territory, take a territory, take a territory, right? He's doing that first half of the circle, yeah. right? But he's not changing. He hasn't yeah. suffered yeah. anything, right? There's no there's no, there's reason no meaning for him to, to it story-wise. No, he's just yeah. doing the process over and over again, yeah. right? It's when he doesn't scout out because he's become lazy and just assumes that the next territory is easy mm. that he uncovers a, a dragon's lair. Right. And the dragon roasts his army. Yeah. Or melts or you know, whatever, right. whatever breath weapon it's got. And now he has no army. His little territories he, are now revolting. Yes, because he no longer has control. He's yeah. paid a heavy price. Yeah. Now, whether he continues to be a warlord, but now he knows no matter what, you don't break from the system. We always scout. We always find out mm, what right. they've got. We right. always assess strength, whatever it is. But this, this Harmon wheel is really, really an extremely kind of more broken down and detailed way of going through that arc that you were talking about. Right. Um, because it implies almost specifically that you have to pay for it. And whether you mm -hmm. pay for mm -hmm. blood, sweat, and tears before you get the prize, or you pay blood, sweat, and tears after you get the prize, you have to have some of that negative impact on your character in order to enforce a change. Right. And it's always, it's funny, it's always super compelling when the character is aware of the price. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, if you want your Holy Avenger, you can take it, but the innocent woman dies. Or do you sacrifice your Holy Avenger and never take it again to save the woman? Mm -hmm. As a paladin, you're just like, uh. and then it makes whichever choice they go, whichever direction, that much more uh, heavy, mm -hmm. right? With so much more, more gravitas because of what they had to sacrifice. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, and now you know yeah. what what they did really matters to them mm -hmm. because they're willing to sacrifice that much. There was a, a Reddit story out there briefly. I don't know who the original author is, so please, in the comments, if you can shut it out, that would be awesome. Uh, essentially, of this kind of story where a group of PCs went back in time to find out that they had to assume the divine elements of the world. And they had to take on the personas of the gods that would exist in their future. Interesting. And the one who had to take the Lord of Hell mm. was the paladin. Oh, interesting. And so he had to he had to serve and he had to be evil and he had to do the things that the Lord of Hell said because lawfully he was obliged to maintain the balance. And that mm. was that was the sacrifice of the right. paladin, right? And right. No, what is he paying? He's paying all of the price. Yeah. All of the yeah. price. But he's because he knows that there must be somebody on that side of the equation, mm -hmm. right? So has he changed? Hell yes, he's changed. Did he pay yeah. a price? Hell yeah, he paid a price. Yeah. Right? And so that's, that moving forward then creates this amazing story. And I'm super, super shortening yeah. it. Go find it. It's amazing. It's a great story. 
uh, but I just gave away the ending. Spoilers. So, um, no, it, it, spoilers. It, too late. Sorry. Yeah. So this this kind of circle and scope that we're talking about is is really good. For, like I said, for players to understand mm-hmm. and have their own circles kind of going on, yeah. or their wheels going on. The DM should have a campaign wheel going on as well as a wheel for them. Yeah. And one of the best things about the the Harmon wheel is that you don't actually have to have all eight slices every time you go around. Right. You can, you don't have to find two uncomfortable situations, two blah, 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 right? You can shorten it. Sometimes you don't pay a heavy price, right? And it should be noted when you don't pay a heavy price because right. then you didn't change and there's a lot of things going on. It's complicated, but it also gives you a super strong, refined um, system for how to look at a character arc or how to look at the future of what right. you want to do right? and understand like we're talking about getting lost in what needs to go next, mm-hmm. understanding what a character needs to do or what a campaign needs to do or a story needs to do yeah. next. Do I, are they in a place of comfort? All right. I need to make them unfamiliar with that. Comfort, right. Right. Cause right. now that they're unfamiliar, now I can affect change. Right. 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 And recognizing that, okay, I know what the next step is. Mm-hmm. Oh, are they in somewhere unfamiliar? Okay. I need to give them some sort of a treat. Right. Right. Okay, great. Perfect. Whatever that is, right? Yeah. That's a bag of gold. That's an NPC who likes them and is helpful. That's a grotto where they can actually finally get a long rest because they've been running away from a, a band of gnolls that's been hunting them for four or five days, right? Whatever it is, there's a little treat that you give them where that build intention gets a tiny little dip of just like right. a, a right. breath. Right. Right. And managing levels of tension and how oppressive that tension feels mm-hmm. when you give a breath you give recognition of how high the tension has risen, right? Because right. then you go back to zero and then you can ramp it right back up. There. I mean, and you don't, we we sort of, I think, made it sound like it's sort of this epic thing where you have to like, you have to, you have to pay a heavy price for it. You have to have, get exactly what you want, right? It could be, this, the scope of, of the wheel can be uh, very, very large, can be mm-hmm. very, very small. Absolutely. Too. Like you could, I don't know, like the last time I ordered Indian food is oh. Dan Harmon. Really, think about it. Like, oh, well, I, comfort zone. I was, I was fine. I've never had a korma before. Yeah, yeah. Or a, and then, and then I got, and then I got hungry. Yeah. Right. Yes. Everything is closed except the Indian restaurant. Yeah. I've never had Indian before. All right, whatever. <laughs> I'll try it. What's lamb vindaloo? Right. <laughs> I get it. Right, I, I get what I want. I eat it. It's delicious. It's a little spicy. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then tomorrow, Oof. when I go to the to the washroom, I pay a heavy price for it. Heavy price, right? And it's done. It fades away. I come back to my normal situation during the day. Yeah, but you have changed. changed. You have changed. Hilarious. Right. Yeah. But, but it's a compelling story. It's it's. It it is a more compelling story when it's it's presented. And it's framed that way exactly. Bingo. Exactly. Bingo. Um, so when we're talking about you know bringing the quality of your of your stories up, mm-hmm. think I think that the best thing that you can do is take from people whose sole goal in life is to tell great stories and emulate some of those aspects. And the wheel, the, the Dan Harmon wheel, is one of the ones that's really been absorbed and accepted by a lot of people mm-hmm. because he's a person who specializes in telling great stories. I, I don't think yep. there's many people out there who don't enjoy some of Harmon's work. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and shout out to all of his shows because they're, they are amazing. They are funny. 
Right. I mean, you may not be a fan of him as a person, but it's hard to deny that his work is compelling. Correct. Correct. Um, so yeah, that that's kind of, uh, I think, an, an exploration, especially mm-hmm. for a DM who's starting to consider more of these things or what can they do or where can they build, yeah. is just, you know, you can draw out the wheel, whatever it is, go do more research on the wheel, um, and then see how you can maybe, you know, bring one or two points of that to your next arc. Right. Two more yeah. points, two more points, and then add up to the whole thing. Add it in slowly, you know, fold it in as you go. Uh, don't just try and adopt the whole thing piecemeal because mm-hmm. maybe that's too much of an adjustment from what you're doing now to where you want to go. Right. But just like the PCs and whatnot, have your own personal growth and mm-hmm. build those mm-hmm. skills up over time, right? Uh, yeah. Fold them in as you can. For sure. Yeah. And this this like leads me kind of into the idea of while you're looking at improving what you're doing, um, you got to go back with kind of what we set up at session zero. Again, okay. Go back to those questions. Right. Go back to the themes of your campaign. Put your your story arc on the wheel where you can, and then ask yourself, you know, what is the question that we're trying to answer? This, in this scenario or this exploration okay. of an idea. As a DM. As a DM. Okay. Right. Um, the characters have desires and whatnot. The story should also have a desire. Right. This is why we have. Right. A point. A point to the. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. And so what is it that we're trying to explore? Are we trying to explore capitalism bad? Are we trying to explore, you know, being egalitarian good? Uh, mm-hmm. Are we trying to explore, uh, no, there's a reason that there's people that live on the top of the mountain and people who live at the bottom of the mountain. Right. It has to stay that way. Right. Um, whatever it is that you're asking, when you start to spread out your story and see it more as a progressional state, I think your comprehension of what's going on is better. And mm-hmm. you can ask a better question. And whether that question is more focused more clear right or uh more of a a learned educated kind of question mm-hmm. and when i say educated i don't mean book smart i mean i've thought about it and instead of asking you know like how do you like the weather i, I say oh it's really interesting how the weather's done this recently right like i appreciate a little bit more cloudy days and this is why i appreciate it because it's the why it's right. the why Right. And so going going along that kind of mindset of exploration of the question, we should ask a question and then we should ask a better question and a better question because our game level wants to go up. Like right. That too, right. Right. And if you can ask, because you mentioned this as well, mm-hmm. clarity. Yep. Right. If you know exactly what it is, I want a red sports car. Yep. Right. Great. What kind of sports car? Doesn't matter what kind of sports car. I've right. dictated that I want it to be red and I want it to go fast. Right. Mm-hmm. And that will satisfy me for this. Okay. Right. Great, right. No, it needs to be a red luxury sports car. I've decided that I don't want a low end one. I want to go for the, the premium pack. Okay, great. Now you've thought about it and you've accessed what it is that you want more clearly. So now you can go back and reflect on the story. Is the story providing an answer to the question? Right? Is the question now moved where the story should go well, i think i think it better than saying i want a red sports car mm-hmm. and maybe it's like i want to know the meaning of having a red sports car sure right, that's like a deeper level of of sort of question absolutely right? i was staying on the top level but no this is this is right. absolutely correct well, i mean at the top level even though i mean i want sports it's like i want to see what it's like to have a red sports car mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. like what is it like to have a sports car mm-hmm. red one and then blah 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 further down mm-hmm. yeah and, and breaking down your question into those segments and asking, you know, why is it a question of what instead of how? 
or who right. or right. when or whatever, right? Making sure that the whole thing makes sense and, and evolving it into something that could be profound, mm-hmm. right? It could be a really profound, difficult question that you know you're not going to get an answer answer to, but you're going to explore the conversation yeah. of what it is. Yeah. And that exploration is its own reward. Yep. Right. Yep. That's that's seeking the unfamiliar territory, right? Well, a and lot of questions don't have answers. The best questions, I think, don't yeah. have answers. Yeah, I think so. I agree with that. Yeah. I, I don't, 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 don't have like definite right answers. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it's just a, a vehicle to become more familiar with what you think of that topic. Correct. Or that idea. Correct. Right. And then crowdsource it. Right, get five other voices in there. Well, exactly, right. Yeah. That's the best part because they'll bring enlightenment to you mm-hmm. that you would not have known. That's the great thing about D and D. Not necessarily. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. He's bringing bringing each of those unique voices filtered through their own specific character choices, yeah. and then now we're exploring those questions. Um, so yeah, no, I think I think when you you're going forward, you also have to look backwards to where you started. Right, just like a regular character story, I can only see how far I've come by looking Mm, where I've come from. Right, right. Right. That's how I judge the delta of difference Mm -hmm. between the two, or the space between them. Um, So, yeah, in 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 part of what you're doing, I think it's good to just like peek over your shoulder every so often and just right, Uh, (laughs) just to, to get just to make sure that yeah, okay, these points do line up. Yeah, okay, this is a good story that is readable. Yeah, I have placed the Hansel and Gretel breadcrumbs so I can find my way back to the gingerbread mm-hmm. house, right? Um, this, I think there's an importance there. And when people look back at it, it will appear and read more clearly in their memories right. as well. Mm-hmm. Because it's got this, it wasn't helter-skelter. It was nice and smooth. Yeah. Um, conversely, if you do want to throw a bunch of red herrings and your, your party is like, we want a murder mystery. And we expect that there should be a right. lot of red hair, right. a lot of twists and a lot of what? Great. Look over your shoulder again. Are you bouncing them around? Or are they really kind of cutting through it in a straight path? They're going straight. We need to create some more right. off-ramps. We need Especially to if that's them. what they want. Especially right? if that's yeah. what. And that's what you've agreed that this should be. Yep. Right? Yep. So then, yeah, okay. I need to go back to the wheel and I need to start adding in some false flags. I need to mm-hmm. start adding in some, some craziness. I have a question though. Hit me. Um, as a DM, do you think it's better to be like, uh, here's my story and this is what I want to say about this particular idea. And I'm going to um, like, like, like guide the story to, to make a point. Like, um, like, I don't know, good guys always finish last. That's the point that I want to make. Or do you think it's better to have an open-ended question that you don't necessarily have an answer to. Be like, what happens to good guys? Um, is it better? Which one do you think is better? The one that just sort of uh, have open-ended you sort of discover together as, 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 a, as a table or one where you have a specific sort of thrust and conclusion that you want to get to? Or is there a better one? Great question. Um... My my kind of first reaction to it is a lot of this is going to come down to your DM style, mm-hmm. right? Okay. And, and what you feel comfortable doing and what mm-hmm. you as a DM are working on to explore your toolbox or your bag of tricks to, okay. to deal with. 
Um, the first one, the first option there that you gave where you have a story you want to tell, right? Warning lights go off in my head. Um, because you can tell the story, but there's the, there's the impulse to then control the story. And right. We go back to more of the railroad style stories that we talked about previously. Right. Um, as opposed to following the spotlight of where they go mm-hmm. and then still putting in your story that you're trying to tell in front of them. I think it's, that's kind of the epitome of the water slide, actually, when I put it out like that. But <laughs> it, I think it requires a bit more of a nuanced touch and more control and focus of balancing player agency and letting them do what they want to do, mm-hmm. explore what they want to explore, and simultaneously, you're telling the story that you want to tell. And okay. You can tell the you can tell the story, and but it seems, I know it's totally possible. It's totally doable. Um, it's not my style. Okay, it's not my style. I prefer the other. Uh, I'm not going to say that either one's better, though. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I'm not going to say that either one's better, but it is definitely a style based thing. I will say, however, I do think that the more I'm a DM telling a story is going to work way better in shorter campaigns. One shots, mm. small, right. kind of like little character arc or little kind okay. of six to 20 sessions things is far easier for the DM to tell a story. Right. Yeah. Because yep. the emphasis is on following the story mm-hmm. because we've got a short amount of time. I don't need or I'm not going to allot 10 episodes for my character to get to know your character because that's half the campaign. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. And conversely, if you say, hey, we're going to play for three years. Mm-hmm. You know what? I can spend half the campaign slowly getting to know you and taking right, the time. Right. You know, build that up very slowly and nicely. Mm-hmm. And but in in a shorter, more condensed session, yeah, you need to be more on that breadcrumb trail. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I would I would think. Uh is, is the way it feels. Yeah. Yeah, now that I think about it, it might I think it depends on how you ask the question, how you format it. Yes. Like um, like for example, um, say country X wins against country Y, and the question is, how does country X win? Mm-hmm. Right, it's still open ended, mm-hmm. but it's it's still limited to country X wins. Yes, uh, but but the question is how. Yeah. Right, so it's at the same time very focused, and it's got a specific conclusion, but it it still allows for space. Maybe. Well, is that is that the end of the story, or is that the the end of the beginning of the story. Or, or end of, well, it's definitely the end of that part of the story. Right. Right? Because stories are never, um, I think, in, never isolated. Right? Stories never just begin and end. There's always more in front and more in the beginning. Correct. Should you wish to. Correct. Right? But are you playing that portion of the story? Well, yeah. Right? Yeah. Is, yeah. is the end of your campaign the final climactic battle between mm-hmm. Kingdom X and Kingdom Y, and did the PCs lose? Right. 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 Okay. But did the PCs win and the army lose? So the players still feel the, the right. sense of victory. We stopped the massacre of the innocents. Right. Kingdom X was going to come in and kill everybody. We made sure that the innocents were safe. Right. The armies fought and the army lost because we had to choose win the war or lose the people. Right. And we chose to pay the lesser of the heavy tolls. Right. We lost the war, but we saved the people. 
Yep. And if we yep. come back to this scenario, oh, now we can go, our characters are now like guerrilla warfare or they're fighting back. The, the struggle mm-hmm. continues, mm-hmm. right? Great, awesome. You can feel good about that. Um, is the story that the DM has decided, no, the PCs lose. Like, sorry, guys. No matter what, right. I have decided that Kingdom X is going to win Kingdom Y. I'm not going to tell you because yeah. then why play, right? I want you to discover the wonders of defeat. And okay, there there is something. I think that's there. okay if you've agreed on it in session zero. Yeah, but to like just like sorry guys, you just that's it. You you just lost. You I could the 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 ending was plot armored. It feels kind of bad. It it would. Yeah, and so and so that's why I, th- I think. Yeah, no, the railroady one is harder to implement a better story. Mm, okay. Right? Once again, you're more in control of the story. They have less agency. Mm-hmm. How much agency they have, it, it does become important. Right. right. Um, the other one, I think, is where you're, where you're more open-ended and you just say, explore the question that I've given you. Right. I have movers and shakers that will cause, um, not cataclysms, but like catalyst points Right. for parts of the question to be answered in the way that we have posed it and in mm-hmm. the way that you are solving it. Mm-hmm. And I way, way more like that. Um, me too. It kind of, it kind of leads me to like my kind of closing thoughts, I suppose, where you, I, I said, and I, I will continue to say that in my campaigns, everything is everything and nothing. So good movie. <laughs> it is a, well yes it is i love that movie but um if characters are interested in the lore of the old stone cutters okay right, you can be sure that i'm in my prep doing lore about the old stone cutters not the young ones not the young ones Psh, the new generation right no <laughs> you know so that the pcs have decided and they're telling me hey dm we want our story and our spotlight to move towards the old stonecutters. Right. It behooves me. Like I would be irresponsible. I feel to be like, ah, oh, guys, I don't have much story for that. So uh, don't do that. Right. Hey, they're interested in it. It's in your world. You've built it in. Right. It should be kind of cool. Right. And maybe you didn't put a lot of thought into it before, but they see that there's something there. Okay, great. Wheel is up. Old stone cutters. Is there some lore? Are they like mm-hmm. the free stonemasons, the right. Illuminati of the world? Right? How, how do they interact with the world? But the PCs have chosen to make that part of the story. So now it's a part of the story. And if they stop going down that road, right. it's still a part of the story waiting to be uncovered. If they ever come back to it, but whatever they've moved on to focus on, they're going to go do that. And now we're going to build that out. So mm-hmm. this the, the old stone cutters, they could be nothing. There's just... Oh, yeah, the, right. the right. ancient rune techniques passed down by the old stonecutters. Cool, I just want to learn how to do it. And so then I want to inscribe on people's armor power to make them yeah. fly around. Like, okay, great. That's as far as they want to go. Beautiful. Right. No problem. But if you want to get into the lore and the minutiae and what's going on. And what happened to the stonecutters? Right? I'm going to go look for the stonecutters. Yes. Right. right. I'm going to revive their ancient teachings and, and, and you know, progress on them. Make them yeah. new again. Right. Awesome. A, a player has now found something that they desire yeah they have a direction to go and i'm gonna feed track in front of that train that as they keep going they're gonna explore and they're gonna be treated to something that they're interested in because they're interested in it i mean and and as a dm i think you should be super excited 
Absolutely. When the player is like, oh, that's cool. Because yes. I, I find world building, when you're doing it sort of in isolation before everything starts, just like, what's going to be cool? I guess this, maybe that. But you're not, you're not sure. Like you haven't built enough worlds, my friend. Uh, it, it, like you know, what you think? I, I think it's cool. I think it's cool. That's right? that's the question. Is you right? build a bunch of things, you're like, wow, this is all cool. I hope they don't think it's lame. Right, right. but if someone's right. like, no, old still owners, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go down that path, and you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. at least one person, yes, thinks that that's cool. That's all it takes. Then then you're like, oh, I can do it. Then mm-hmm. then you have mm-hmm. sort of uh, confirmation about something that you can do that has value. And as a side note, as a DM, when someone's like, hey, do you have more lore on the old stone cutters? Yeah. Of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> right? And in the back of your mind, you're like, I need to get to our lore, right? But okay, cool. If you have some questions, go to your local library and game or your local like temple or or place of collecting knowledge. And yeah, okay, it's going to cost you 25 gold and you'll get those notes in the next session. Mm-hmm. And then you go home and you go, okay. Start typing out some of your own notes and start building it out in front of them. Do you have to develop the entire breadth of history? No, because the player can't discover the entire breadth yeah, of just history. Feed it to them. This He's is why they're ancient, it. old. Yeah. It's hard to find stuff about them, right? So then they have to, yes, get a taste for it, and then yes, push for it, mm-hmm. right? Um, and and that's like I said, that's where you get to allow the players to craft the story around them. Sure, great, but then you still have those tricks in your bag that are partial solutions to the question okay yes the big bad he is an old stone cutter he survived somehow through a through a a forgotten or lost immortality rune Mm -hmm. right oh cool now we also know that there's an interesting mechanic in the boss fight they have to find a way of disabling the rune before they kill him before the fight goes on forever. Eventually, he'll right. roll them down and he'll right. survive. I'll survive them and kill them. But if they can scrub that rune off of his armor, right? Now he's a man. And now he can be killed. And he's not particularly fierce, mm-hmm. right? He's mm-hmm. not particularly dead. He wasn't designed to be that way. He was designed to be immortal. And so he didn't have to be the best at the now he's or the spell. Just an old stone cutter. Now he's <laughs> an old stone cutter, right? And now the party can actually wreak their vengeance or their retribution or their justice. Whatever the story is telling you on him right right and and so you can you can take the interests of the party to then like we said before ask better questions right right? i have more information i'm more understanding i have more clarity on this Mm -hmm. okay great how do the old stone cutters influence the present world quietly right right? do these old creatures elves sphinxes gods whatever did they forbid the old stone is that why they ended right like add it into the lore mix it up Mm -hmm. blend it in and then the the PCs are telling you if you listen, yeah, what they want more of yeah. and where you should focus your prep on, mm-hmm. and that's that then becomes because you can't prep the whole world, no, right? You no. prep in scope, yeah. Adding a little bit into that scope is not hard to accommodate, right? Yeah. And so, so that's that's why I my personal style errs to more of the the openness mm, of it that okay. allows players to freely decide. Ultimately. Your big bad guy, you know who your big bad guy is. Right. Right? But now you have the freedom to place him in whatever position right. at the apex of a few storylines right. that you want. It's like a it's like a video game rendering 3D models really detailed close. Yes. But the further out you go, it becomes less and less and less detailed. Right? Yes. Trees are just triangles when you're seeing the entire world. Correct. But when you're coming in, you see all the mm-hmm. leaves, all the bark, all the insects, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 
and you have time to process the mountains as they move closer to the yep. mountains slowly. Yeah. Right. Yep. And then you can control the pace of the story as well. Right. You're, you're not ready for it. All right. A random encounter. A can, yeah. A random encounter. Or, hey, guys, uh, what does your two characters talk about on tonight's watch? Mm -hmm. Right. Create moments for RP that give you moments to think, especially if you're like one of the spontaneous DMs that doesn't do a lot of prep right. and you need a moment. Throw out, what's your character feeling right now right. about what just happened? And then you go, nice. I got five minutes to figure this out. Right. <laughs> yeah. You, know, you can, but you can use the, the tools of pulling them in and making it more interactive to also give yourself a breath. Right. Yeah. Right. Or here's just a random NPC. Random right. NPCs. NPCs. I love them. Uh, yes. Yes. And I think NPCs is secret tool number one through 10 million that oh, a DM okay. has. NPCs a lot of tools. are, it's a lot of toolbots. It's, it's a multi tool. Yep. And, and how yep. you use it is going to become really important. Yeah. Whether, you know, you've got a stubborn PC who's been stubborn for a long time <laughs> and you throw a stubborn NPC that has that same quality. Yep. And then your, your, your stubborn PC walks away from them going, that guy's an ass. Like who would like a person like that? And someone in the party's like, Hey, that's you. Hey. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. you. And you go, Oh, Oh, that is me. Right, and now I'm uncomfortable in my own skin. I have to adapt to it. Right? Yeah, you both love the circle. Change, right? yeah. So you you can you can have that kind of in intermediary there, um, talking about, oh, we really feel bad for this character. Well, why do you feel bad? Well, this character is exemplifying my own weakness. Yeah. Right. They yeah. are like me, so now I have empathy for them. Mm -hmm. Right. And then the players have empathy. And then you know, are, do they become the party pet or do they become the party you know favorite empathy? Sure, maybe, whatever. But it also, you can, so you can use it as a reflection of right. what is there right. to kind of right. poke back at the PCs. Mm -hmm. PCs mm -hmm. are bully, throw a bully at them. Yep. Right? Throw yep. a bully that can actually stand up to them in perhaps a role play sense. Right? right? And that the fighter that picks fights on guards. Yeah. No, no. This guard, he, uh, he's been in a scrap. He's an old veteran. Right. He knows how to handle himself, especially in just like a, a little dust up outside a tavern. Oh yeah, he's a pugilist. Let's go. Right. Right. You're drunk, he puts you on your butt. Or he's an old battle master or whatever. Throw a few PC levels in there too. Don't be afraid to let the world exist and to have right. people who maybe didn't make it as far as your PCs, but they made it to a certain level of, right. of expertise or ability. Or even having like fighting guards and the townspeople are like, Oh, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing to our guards? Yeah. Frank. Yeah, yeah no, he... Sorry, Frank. He, <laughs> sorry, Frank. Uh, kick him in the ribs. Uh, <laughs> but you, but yeah. then, you, then you start targeting the morale, right? So what did they yeah. do? They hit the guards. Now the town doesn't like them. Oh, well, we used to come here to buy horses and get our armor fixed. Now it's like three times the cost because they don't want to deal with us. Mm -hmm. We liked it here. We thought this was going to be our home base population doesn't support you anymore yeah right you may not be criminals but you're kind of the bad guys yeah right and so you use the npcs to give a real-time reflection of the party's actions mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. right and and with that you can also use npcs to show them how the world is reacting to them like we just said right they're right. Booing, yeah. They're cheering yeah create a little reputation squall of like oh they did something good plus one. Oh, they did something bad minus 10 right because remember negative things travel way faster than positive yep. ones do right right save 10 towns but you burn one down your town <laughs> burners right you, like, you, you don't you don't get to have all the 
all of the fame and fortune of saving towns when you burn one down. That's the news that travels yeah. faster. Yeah. Right? You'll be local heroes, but kingdom level, no, you're town burners. Now you got to fight that reputation. Right. Well, it's, it's like real life, right? Yes. Like, you've, you've had six girlfriends. You didn't cheat on five of them. Cheat on one. You're always a cheater now. Yes. Yeah, once you cross whatever line it is, yeah. right, then that gets attached to you, right? And then you have to fight to, if it was false, if it was true, whatever, you have to accept the consequences of those decisions. Yeah. And and consequences is how, um, I think, a, a chief way of showing that the world is real, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Creating that suspension of disbelief and adding to it to show a system that does react to people. Right. Yeah, is, is going to be a cool... A cool way to see that they have an influence on the world and that the world is listening. Because the world right. itself, right. the DM is the world. Well, the world's an NPC. Yep. It, it is as a collective mm-hmm. an NPC um, and, and should be used for story shaping, should be used for world building, should right. be used for right. giving out lore, should be used for all of these little tricks. Um, but speaking of kind of the macro version to the micro version, um, there's a term out there called DMPC. Okay. Which normally means that... That's Dungeon Master, not Dungeon player Master, character. Dungeon Master, no, no, DMPC. Oh, DMPC. So Dungeon oh. Master player character. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, we're familiar with this. To be honest, it's generally a bad idea. If really? If you're a DM, try not to do it. Try <laughs> not to do it. Unless there's a reason that you absolutely, positively must have a character in the story, don't do it. And the reason that I say this okay. is because... It's pretty a definite answer there. Y- yeah. Well, I used to do it and I used to love it. Mm-hmm. And the reason that I did it is because we generally had smaller party sizes because yeah. people have complicated lives. And then there was yet another PC that would be there consistently for the party. Yeah. What I have learned then is that you don't, you don't change the party to adjust the world. You adjust the world to the party. Right. Right. So do you want big challenges? Yeah, we do. Okay. Well, in the scope... Our big challenge isn't plus a DMPC. Right. Bring it down a little bit to right. manage it to the party. And then you let them figure out. There's none of this, uh, hey, George, controlled by the DM, what do you think about going to that hill over <laughs> yonder? Or, hey, George, you're real good with words. Why don't you talk that to the was captain? That was one of my favorite things to do as a player, was <laughs> to make the DM talk to himself. Yes. Never again. <laughs> Never. I've learned my lesson, right? But this is this is one of the things. Hey, DM, with all of the knowledge that you have, I'm going to make you now sit into two bodies simultaneously yeah. and make sure that you have to now watch what you say or what you give or what you don't give. Yada yada yada. Yeah. Don't don't do it. This is where I say DMPCs out. DM NPCs come in. Right. So. You're going to have all the benefits of a DMPC put okay. into the NPC body. And one of the benefits, I think, of this is, like we said, the an NPC is the world, is the ecology, is everything around. Mm. We're going to zoom all the way in. And I, the DM, am now playing an NPC. This is my entire world. This person has thoughts, feelings, right. wants, desires, foibles, whatever it is. Right. It's going to create the illusion of believability that this is a real person when you have 100% of your focus on this person. And are you going to do this for every PC? No. Like right. every storekeeper, every right. blacksmith, every... No. But your major NPCs should have at least 
an ideal, a bond, a flaw, right, right, right. a desire, yeah. whatever, to then give them a way of dealing with the party that is unique because they are a major NPC, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And they have their own goals and they have their own wants. Yep. And a benefit of this is you can really streamline the breadth of their own arcs of story arcs and show the PCs that they can change in a much shorter time span. Right, right. right? Because they don't have to go through all of the emotional and intellectual labor. If it fits, yes, make them pay a heavy price. Right. Right? Change the the NPC that you are embodying as your current PC, essentially, as the DM, and let that happen. Show them that these things are happening in the world. And with that, I think you're going to create a more compelling interaction point for Mm -hmm. the group Mm -hmm. to deal with. And because of that, they're going to believe that the story is better because it's more believable. Right. right. Yeah. The great thing I think about DM, DM NPCs is that you can be ruthless with them. Absolutely. You want to be the bully? Be the bully. Right. Or, or you want to like, you want to like destroy this character? You can just destroy him. Yes. Right. Like make awful things happen mm-hmm. to make a point or to whatever. Well, he's, he's the guy that throws mud on the paladin and pushes him and pushes him. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not breaking any laws. You're just yeah. in my way in the crowd and you're I'm yeah. just going to put and I'm going to force you and I'm going to test your limits of forgiveness yeah. and mercy. Right. Yeah. If that's your tenants. Yeah. You don't you don't need to care if anyone likes your NPC or not. You don't. You can just be as as a as a, as a DM, just be ruthless and, 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 and be uh, unforgiving and just be like mm-hmm. use them as a hammer, use them as as a as a. I don't know, like a light feather, use them as a chisel, any, any way you want to use them mm-hmm. without remorse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can be unapologetic. Yeah. And that's where that, the question that you asked when you go back to the first half of it is you want to tell a story. Right. You can tell a story with an NPC mm-hmm. because the mm-hmm. scope of it is so small. Right. Right. This is what happens when you treat the world that you're a hammer and you run into bigger hammers. Right. 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 Yeah, he thinks he's a bully. And then the fighter, or the barbarian, the monk, the ranger, the wizard decks him, knocks him out. Right. Right. Now you've just shown that PC a little bit, but you've also said, or sorry, NPC a little bit. But you've also said to the PCs, there's always a bigger fish. Or you're, you're a big hammer and, you ha- and everything's a nail. Well, this one was a glass bead, yeah. right? a glass ornament, a beautiful glass ornament. You thought it was a, a mm-hmm. nail and now it's shattered. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just, and I don't have to, I don't, like I said, I, I don't have to feel sorry that I, I let this beautiful glass sculpture get shattered. As an NPC, because that's what they were built for. Correct. Right. Correct. That's beautiful. It it can be when played appropriately. Yeah. Right. When you when you have things that you create for a specific purpose and you execute them, mm-hmm. it, or, or you execute them. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Finish. Yes. Um, so that's that's I think kind of my my f- finalization of where you can apply the most effect to upping the level of your story right. at the table is. Have a procedure so that you can edit what you're doing, right? Right. Do ask yourself, is this good? Could it be better? Could it be clearer? Mm-hmm. Is there a better way of asking the same question? Right. Right. Do do that kind of stuff and add that to your prep. And do say, these multi-tools that I have, right? Which is the best screwdriver to screw in this particular screw? Right. Oh, it's got that shape? I got this shape. Right. Perfect. Now right. I can do it, right? And putting these things in. You're also going to experience your PCs interacting in, with them in ways that you didn't know. Yep, of course, of course. And and un- unfortunately, fortunately, that's where the magic of D and D is. Yes, right. Where yep. they were meant to be shattered, but one of the PCs had mercy. One of the PCs saved them. 
Yep. They, they were designed to be slaughtered. One of the PCs said no. That's well, that's that's when, you, as a DM, you're like, oh, wow. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Yes. Right. And then you, it's funny. It's, that's when you're like, like that respect for that player goes up a notch. You're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yes. I'm like, oh, you're not. You're not just a hammer. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it's, I, I think it's a good feeling. Mm-hmm. It's a really great feeling. Mm-hmm. Well, and then, then you can go back to the wheel, right? Mm-hmm. They didn't pay a heavy price. Or maybe mm-hmm. they did. Maybe that heavy price was the weight that they just unfurled on their shoulder. No. Mercy is, mercy is an option. Right. I've learned something. Yeah. Cool. Maybe the price they pay was the rest of the parties. It's like, what'd you do that for? Or the price that right. they pay is the regret that they now understand of right. all of their poor decisions right. previously. Right. Right. They're, they're, they're growing and looking over their own shoulders right. and looking back on their own wheels and going, yeah. oh, I was the problem. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's awesome. Like with, the, with, the, with all these wheels spinning around yeah. on, like, on like different arcs. It, all these different levels like crashing into, into each other and, mm-hmm. and like mixing well people are at different points yeah. all the time right and you, and you moving to a realization or changing then creates an uncomfortable or an unfamiliar mm-hmm. situation over here then there starts spinning and yeah absolutely I mean that's why I think shows like like Game of Thrones was so good before the ending <laughs> yes <laughs> right like all the all the different stories all the different circles all mashing together but having one giant arc going at the same time and that's where all, all the dynamics come from well they were they weren't just why wheels so they were freaking comets smashing well yeah the amount of friction that was created mm-hmm. into the world right but it was believable yeah you believe that john snow had an arc because john snow had, had an arc, arc right yeah. uh heavy price he died spoilers but it's so <laughs> right like i don't care he dies what uh, <laughs> comes back. Uh, I've never watched that show. Uh, <laughs> to let you guys know, I've never watched don't it. Don't play D&D. Don't watch Game of Thrones. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, but it, it, still, it still lends to the belief that this is a better story that's happening yep. when yep. you start using these things yeah, yeah. and you start applying these kinds of um, applying these tools, looking for those points of weakness, mm-hmm. showing points of weakness in your world, just like a PC. They are the same. Yep. A PC is the same as the world, right? In, in, very broad terms yeah but you can use the same rules for both of them yeah so please do right use your use your pc time to up your dming game use your dming time to up your pc game yeah right right use your 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 viewing time to up our podcast uh video <laughs> time yeah up, right liking and subscribing it's up it oh. up at time Right. Uh, up the length of our <laughs> comment section. Get in the comments. Talk about what yeah. it is that you use. What do you find that is a great way of uh, showing that you're getting higher level or being a leader at your table right. for, for pushing the level of your game upwards if that's something that you want to do, mm-hmm. right? Hey, murder hobo parties are a thing. All they want to do is roll dice and kill stuff. Do it, right? Get out there. Do the thing that you love. Yeah. But if the thing that you love, you want to add to it and make it grow and nurture it and turn it into something else. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. Because right admittedly, I'm biased. Yeah. I, I think anything <laughs> can be better with a good story. Okay. Right? And, and especially D&D. Everything is. For me, if I'm not a big fan of, of, of just killing and fighting and dungeon crawling. I, I, for me, in order to feel uh, interested in, in D&D, it's, it's a story for me. Oh, I love it. I love the and I, crunch I, yeah. and the math. And I love I love pounding the snot out of things. Me too. But I love story more. I like all those um, as it pertains to making the story better. Mm-hmm. Well, like right. we talked about, you don't remember that 20 
that nat 20 that caused the crit that killed right. the boss. You remember that you slew the boss in a heroic fashion. Yep. Right? right. You don't remember the crunch and the mechanics of it generally. You remember the the solution and the outcome and yeah. the consequences yeah, that yeah. happened. And that's that's the compelling thing that we want. We want you to generate stories that you tell your kids and your grandkids mm-hmm. if you're into that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, yeah, <laughs> lots of people don't want kids. Right. Sure. Um, but, you know, that you're going to tell your kid right, <laughs> is, is stories about all oh, the time that old dad was stuck outside the castle. And, right. 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 You know, bedtime. And one story. time that I was a goblin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm still a goblin. Still a goblin. Just, yeah. He's still inside me. Now I made you. And you're a goblin. And you're a goblin. <laughs> he is a goblin. But yeah. Yeah. No. Um, so. Oh. As a sound. Yeah. It, it was a long one. It, it, this is a huge topic. I'm surprised they asked us to do this um, and not break it down. And I mm-hmm. think maybe we can break it down further if you guys want. Uh, ask yeah. again in the comments. Yeah, yeah. Let us know if there's parts that you want more clarification on. Mm-hmm. Ask some questions. Um, maybe how to apply the wheel to different themes. Yeah. Right. If if I want a more fairy tale, farcical, lighthearted story, yeah. Do I have to have heavy prices? No. But I mean, we can go into that. We can yeah. talk about what yeah. a heavy price in the scope of a cartoony fairy tale land is. Right. Right. I mean, it's heavy within that context. Double dipping. <laughs> yeah. But so, some, another question I have, though, is um, outside of D&D is, do you guys like this longer, longer, longer type of, type of yeah. content? Do you like it? Do, do you want it to be shorter? Is it a little bit too long? You're like, because it's what? It's all, almost two hours now? Uh, so. Whew. I don't know. It, but so, yeah, it let us know. so fast. It passed yeah. so fast. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, no, it, I apologize if we took too much of your time. But I hope this was informative and I hope that this adds to even if all you do is you take what we talked about and you put it into your brain pan, just let it simmer. Yep. Great. Great. New information is never bad, right? Mm -hmm. More instructed about what's going on is never bad. Yeah. Um, And then hopefully you can ask us better questions too. So yeah, yeah. get in the comments, let us know, ask questions, ask better questions and uh, hell yeah, let's do this. Well, we'll explore it all together. Yeah, and as always, I guess, is it. Uh, this has been Caffeine and Cantrips. I'm Sean. I'm Byron. And uh, we'll see you next time. Or, or else. else. I guess that's yeah. Are you all right with uh, day-old Chinese butcher shop? Yeah, because I'm Chinese. I know, I know. <laughs>